Welcome to another episode of the Total R&B Podcast, and today I have another lovely guest with me at just 19 years old. Um, she has been named as one of the top 10 soulful female artists in the 2020 CBC Searchlight competition. Uh, she has also performed at the Juno pre-show, Let's Hear It Live, and then also last year in 2021, she released her EP, The Chronicles of a Teenage mind so welcome to the podcast Bukola. hello thank you for having me i do have to say i did just turn 20 this year i have to oh. update yeah I, I'm, I'm getting old i'm getting old yeah, right. <laughs> okay so she is 20 years old but that's still a lot that you've accomplished because i did thank read you. that you started you were singing since you were nine right yes so you've been doing this from you know from time like 10 years 10 11 years but you're still super young um and you're going after your dreams you're going after your goals so it's all been beautiful to see and to research um so everybody that comes on the show uh i do ask the same question first question and it is what is your first memory of r&b music oh that's a really good question i didn't really grow up on r&b music um mm -hmm. My parents are from Nigeria, and so we'd listen to a lot of traditional Nigerian artists. Um, but I feel like my first introduction to R&B was in grade nine. I went to this open mic, and everybody there was an R&B head. So that's when I found out about Daniel Caesar and SZA um, and Alan Stone. Um, so that's when I first got introduced to R&B, and I was like, what is this? Like, this is so, so, so good. And I just, like, researched, like, all those artists discovered discographies and was like obsessed so that's where I first kind of encountered R&B I love that and those are some good names that you mentioned as well uh, Daniel Caesar because you know he's Canadian so I always got to root <laughs> for the home team so I love that and then you said um because your parents listen to traditional like Nigerian artists who are some of those artists like shout them out people that you yeah. grew up on yeah uh, so there's an artist named Barister um, my dad's favorite, favorite, favorite artist. Um, there's also Wasu. Um, there's King Senia Day, who's pretty popular also in the West. Um, and then my mom would listen to an artist um, named Tokwa Alabi. Uh, they, she does a lot of gospel kind of music as well. Um, and then Aye Fele. So there's, there's a lot of different artists that they had on rotation. I love that. And do those artists influence your music today? Because that's a part of, it's part of you. Yeah, honestly, I, I was thinking about that. And I, I feel like not so much right now, like consciously, but I am trying to um, get more into Afro beats and having songs that do incorporate a lot of African rhythms, um, just because in a lot of Nigerian music, like if you listen to what the drums are doing, or what the rhythm section is doing, it's always really intricate, and it's so infectious and groovy. Um, and so I'm working towards incorporating that more so into my music, but it's currently missing. So trying to find it. <laughs> yeah, it will come to you th through time. Like I said, you're still super young. So you have so much more to go, so much more to do. And as you grow, who knows what's going to happen, right? With the music yeah. as it changes and evolves. So we'll be listening. We'll be waiting <laughs> for what happens. Um, so you started singing at nine. Like, is that when you knew you had the talent? Or when did you discover like, hey, like, I could sing. I, I think I want to do this sing for other people 
Yeah, so when I was nine, I was just scrolling on my computer and I was on YouTube and I saw Willow Smith's video for Whip My Hair and I was obsessed. And I think it was honestly just seeing someone who looked like me and who was similar in age doing something that looked so fun. Um, And it was from there that I was like, okay, like I want to be a singer. This is what I want to do with my life. Like I just need to do what I need to do to get there. so I didn't have any idea that I could sing. I was just like, I, I want to do this. And then um, I sang for my dad and he was like, oh, you're not bad. And I was like, oh, okay, that's that's reassuring. Um, so yeah, and then I just started like going on YouTube and searching up like how to sing, like what are the vocal exercises you need to do and, and breathing techniques and all that jazz. So yeah, definitely I was an obsessed kid. <laughs> Yeah, but that's good. You found something that you you enjoyed and you went after it. So from out the gate, were your parents supportive or did they have other hopes and dreams for their daughter? Yeah, I mean, Nigerian parents, it's like a running joke. It's like you have three options. Like you can be a doctor, a lawyer or an accountant. Like those are your your three things. Um, so definitely they're more so like, oh, we just want you to be secure and we want you to be um, just not having to worry and, and not having to struggle kind of thing, but they are really supportive of my music, which has been super sweet. Um, and my mom will share my music video to her friends and my dad will tell his his friends as well about my music whenever it drops. So I'm very lucky to have super supportive parents. Oh, I, I love that. I love to see when you have that family support supporting you and what whatever you choose to do, I think it's really important. So that's amazing. And then um, I also know that you play the guitar. So when did that come into you to play as well? Yeah, um, I started writing songs around nine. They weren't good at all. But, um, and then I realized, okay, like these are all acapella. It, there, there needs to be some sort of instrumentation to like zhuzh it up. Um, and so I was like, okay, if I wanna be a professional artist, like I need to write my own songs and I need to be able to play an instrument. And so I remember I went to school like the next day um, and I went asking everyone like in the school, like, oh, what instrument do you play? And everyone said piano. And I didn't want to be like the other girls. So I was like, (laughs) let me me pick up the guitar. Like, let me be different. Little did I know, though, a lot of people play guitar. It's not, you know, very special. But at the time it was for me. Um, And so I saved up all my money and I bought a guitar from Toys R Us. And then I just started learning off of YouTube. And yeah, that was a crazy experience. And just like every single day, relentlessly, just like playing as much as I could. I'd bring it to school and bring it to church. Like everywhere that I could bring my guitar, I was bringing it and I was practicing because I was just so obsessed. Yeah. It's so cool. And then it also like makes me realize too, because you're growing up in like the age where you could just Google stuff. Like you said, you went to YouTube University to like learn the basics of the guitar. And I remember yeah. I was a kid, like I went to summer camp and one of the counselors had a guitar. And I'm just a kid that just loves music. So she was teaching me like just some notes or whatever. So then when I went home, I was like, oh, mom, like I know how to play the guitar. No, but I was so like enthusiastic. So she actually got me a guitar, but it wasn't something where like I can actually go online at that time. Cause like, yeah, we didn't have computers or nothing. Um, so it was like, I had to try and like do a little something myself. Mm. 
see if it sounded good. Yeah. Um, that dream was very short. Um, we moved and my guitar was broken and then that was the end of that. <laughs> oh no, I'm so sorry. I feel like that would like be soul crushing having your instrument that you're trying to practice just yeah, but I wasn't passionate about it because I I moved on. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. so like, you know, heartbroken that I'm like, oh my god, my guitar. Like yes, for a few days I was like, yeah. Damn it, I don't have my guitar, but then I I moved on. It was it wasn't <laughs> really for me. Yeah. Um, but I do remember seeing too, like during uh, I think it was during the pandemic. I think it was the singer her. She would like get online, play the guitar, have some um, other like women artists that played the guitar just come on. And it was kind of like a jam session that was happening that. Yeah, that wasn't a thing in my head. Right. That really did. No, I saw that. That was so, so, so cool. And just like seeing all the female guitarists just like sharing their stories about their songs and hearing them play was super inspiring. I feel like the guitar is one of those instruments that seem very male dominated um, and so having that space for women um, and who who play the instrument was super, super, super sweet and inspiring. So, yeah, that definitely happened. I definitely remember that. Um, and I was like obsessed every time it came on. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought it was dope because like you said, so sick. You, like the men playing the guitar and stuff. So it was cool to just see women coming together. And just, you know, jamming out, sharing their stories, like you said, is always a beautiful thing. So, yeah, I think that was cool. And so you're from um, Vancouver. Yes. Which I've never been to Vancouver. I have a (laughs) few friends that live there for a little bit. So what is it like growing up in Vancouver? What is the music scene like over there? Yeah. Um, So I live in a suburb of Vancouver, which is Coquitlam. So it's a bit more quiet. It's not as busy. Um, but we have super great nature all around, um, beautiful mountains, um, a lot of trees. I remember the first time I went to Toronto, I was like, oh, guys, where are the mountains? And they're like, no. Um, so I, I've grown to really appreciate that. But yeah, Vancouver is super sweet. It's very diverse. Um, I will say it's a lot of like rock, indie rock, pop that's um, prevalent in the music scene. There are some people doing some really great things with hip hop and R&B, but it's definitely not as prevalent as some other areas in Canada. Um, But no, it was a really sweet, sweet, sweet place growing up and just everyone's like really, really kind. And it's it's beautiful walking outside. Like if you're an outdoorsy person, like it's super, super, super sweet. So yeah, Vancouver is, is a vibe. That's for sure. Yeah, no, I do have to make it there because I think the scenery is just beautiful. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I am a person that likes to walk a lot. So I think that would be cool for me. You would um, love it. Yeah, it is very different from Toronto or even where I'm from, Montreal. It's, we're more of like city life, move kind mm. of quickly, <laughs> you know. So that does happen. Um, I do know that you came to Toronto. You were part of Honey Jam yes. uh, one year. And I did have the chance to interview Ebony Rowe on my podcast and I think she's just such an amazing woman and everything that she's accomplished so for you how was that experience um, with Honey Jam? Words cannot even describe like first of all the Honey Jam is legendary and it has such a beautiful history and just so many incredible artists that have gone on to do insane things have 
started on the Honey Jam stage. Um, artists like Julie Black and Nelly Furtado. So to be a part of that legacy is absolutely insane. Um, but Ebony is such a force seeing just another Black woman who's just so powerful and just so committed to her vision is so inspiring. Um, getting to meet all the other talented girls that were performing as well was just super sweet. And the band that they brought uh, to play along with us were incredible. Um, and it was just so great, honestly, being surrounded by such great people all the time, people who are just doing so many amazing things. Um, so yeah, it's definitely a highlight of like, of my year last year, that's for sure. And even my career, Honey Jam is just so, inc so incredible. And the opportunities they have for female artists are insane. Yeah, I love Honey Jam. I'll never stop singing their praises. <laughs> But what um for like people that like don't know about the program in its entirety, like what different things did you and your cohort get to do during that time? Yeah, that stands out to you. Yes, absolutely. So it's a showcase, um, and you get to play a song, and you're playing for some really cool people. But there's also workshops and industry events that happen as well before and afterwards. Um, and so, because I'm from Vancouver, I didn't get to experience a lot of them in person, but I did get to go on eTalk, which was really really cool in support of the Honey Jam, and that was like my first ever like televised kind of interview kind of thing. So that was really, really sweet. Um, they also did a bunch of artist talks as well. Um, and we got to meet people like Vivian Barkley. Um, so yeah, there's just a lot of very, very, very helpful workshops that are put on for artists um, that you don't really get with other showcase programs. So yeah, awesome, awesome all around. <laughs> I love that. So shout out to Honey Jam and Ebony Rowe. Um, yes. Definitely, if you're an artist, um, looking for some mentorship or some guidance and that that super cool opportunity definitely check them out because they have the auditions like every year so that is amazing and another amazing thing that I saw on your Instagram is that you got to do an interview with Sarah McLaughlin yes how was that <laughs> Bucket list moment. Sarah McLaughlin is honestly one of the sweetest, 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 sweetest people I've ever met. Um, someone who's so accomplished and so talented and just being so down to earth is absolutely insane and so inspiring. So I was really honored that she took the time out of her day to, to do that with me. Um, I went to the Sarah McLaughlin School of Music and that's how I kind of got um, to to meet her. But yeah, that school and her and everything that she's doing is absolutely incredible. So yeah, it was definitely a pinch me moment. I was like, oh, I get to talk to a legend. Like, what? <laughs> Did she give you any advice that you like remember or you took away from that time with her? Honestly, yeah, I think there's two. One is actually because I get super nervous before I go out on stage. And so um, she was telling me about this breathing technique that she does that keeps her calm and at bay before going on. So I always do that now before I do a performance. Okay. Um, and then I also asked her about being a woman in the music industry. And she told me to, to just keep pushing and believe in myself and believe in my vision. And that's been super, super, super helpful. I think just because a lot of the time as a woman, um, when you when you express your ideas and your and your visions, sometimes you'll be told like, oh no, like, or just do it this way, or are you sure? And you get some pushback. So 
I've learned from her just to be headstrong and believe in myself and and be confident in in my visions and my ideas and be like, nah, I I think I know what I want to do. Let's let's go ahead. Um. So yeah, that was that was really sweet hearing that from her. Oh, I love that because that is so true. That will happen, unfortunately, yeah. a lot. And then you'll start to think like, am I crazy? No, girl. Yes. Yes. You are not crazy. You are not crazy. I'm so also like very like soft spoken at times and um, very like shy. And I don't want to step on anyone's toes. But like, I think one of the biggest things I've learned in this industry as well is just that like, as an artist, it's very important that you have a vision and you need to be able to communicate that with people and be confident. And obviously you don't want to be rude and be like, ah, you know, screw what everyone else thinks like I'm doing it my own way and I'm not listening to anybody because it's important to listen to people as well and hear advice but don't lose yourself in the advice that you get and know that you know your ideas are, are valid as well and no matter how long you've been in the industry for like you know yourself you know your vision stick with it and and be confident in it so I'm still trying to take my own advice but like hearing it from Sarah McLaughlin just reaffirms the notion even more so definitely but sometimes we just need that reassurance yes so yeah that was a whole gem in itself because that's so (laughs) important for not just artists but just women in general in whatever field that we're in yes Um, we all experience that so that's so important and just like you I'm the same way it's only as I get older Mm -hmm. I use my voice more but Mm -hmm. I I'm that shy girl. I don't want to be confrontational all the yeah. time. And sometimes it gets tiring too because you're like, you feel like you're yes. always fighting. Yes. So like, let me let this go. But then you don't want people to walk over you or take mm-hmm. your kindness and weakness. So, yeah, it's a, it is a, it is a battle of like a, you know, push and pull or, or whatever. But you'll find, you'll find your balance. And I also think it's really important too to have people around you that understand. Yes, what you're going through. So other women too. So you have that like community so that when you are frustrated or when they do have you thinking like, am I being like out of pocket? Like, is this Mm. really like crazy? Like people to put you back towards like, you know, what your North Star is. And absolutely. Yes, actually on that too, there is um, somebody in my in my corner that I can have that's also an artist. And so who understands the ups and the downs um, that I can ask, like, okay, like, what do you think about, you know, situation X or did I, was I out of pocket in, in this situation? Should I have? So it's it's definitely very important also having a sounding board as well, who you can, you know, have some perspective um, with certain situations. Cause yeah, it's hard. It's yeah. hard, but. It's hard, but you're doing it. <laughs> we out here. We out here. <laughs> Because I do want to get into the music because you had the Chronicles um, of a Teenage Mind, which is an EP that you released in 2021. Yeah. It's a good EP, y'all. If you haven't listened to it, it is on Spotify. It is on streaming services. So you can definitely go and check it out or go to um, your YouTube page. You have some videos that you released as well. Uh, So talk to us. So how did that EP come together? Yeah. Um, so I worked with Chin and Jetty and Ben Kaplan um, on the EP. And basically, and I... You got to let them know because they're Grammy award winning, right? 
Yeah, they're insane. They're so talented, so sweet, just so accomplished in their own rights. And so to be able to work with such incredible people was an honor. Um, but yeah, I'd been doing some artist development for a few years with um, Autumn Studios and Mark Fenster. And we were like, okay, it's time to, to get a project together. So we got to work with them on it. And I would go after school, um, I'd take the bus to Vancouver and we'd record and write, um, and then also on the weekends. And so it was, it was a really fun experience. It was like my first time being in a studio, first time working with a producer, first time working with other musicians and singing harmonies and stuff. So it was definitely like a, a great learning experience, that's for sure. Um, and then we just work with so many amazing people on the video and the artwork and the photography and just like, yeah, it was so much fun. <laughs> well, it seemed like it was fun, especially, um, which one is it? Which one? Oh, there is a song, you released the video for it. Good thing. Yes. That's such a light heart, like fun video. How yeah. was that? recording that video and did you come up with like the treatment for it like what what are all the things that came about to make that video yeah absolutely so I did not come up with the treatment all okay. all credit goes to the director um and the production company which is called the herd and they're based out of Vancouver definitely check them out um but yeah I it was my first ever like music video and it was so much fun and I got to ask my friends to join as well and we really wanted to do like a a 90s kind of theme and so it was the director's idea to have like the Grizzlies the Vancouver Grizzlies jersey for those of y'all who don't know Vancouver did have an NBA team back in the day um whether we were good or not is up to interpretation but um yeah so it was just so much fun good vibes all around we got to go to like the top of this like clock tower which was super 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 sick um yeah it was I'm rambling, but it was so much fun. And I no, will remember like that day forever. Yeah, <laughs> but that's what it looked like. Like it took me back to those days like of being young and kind of like carefree and just out and hanging out with my girls and stuff. And, you know, we have crushes on boys or whatever, you know, but it was such a fun video to just watch. And the song is a good song too. So I was just Thank like, what? Oh, I, I like this. And then another song, which I think is my, um, would be my favorite song is um, Falling Deeper. Mm. I love that song. Your voice mm. and just like, I don't know, just the way the song is put together. It's just so beautiful. And it kind of, like the beginning kind of reminded me of a song like by her, I guess, maybe because of the guitar. I don't yes. know. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it's just such a beautiful like song, just the way that it was put together. And again, your voice just sounds so mm. like soulful and angelic, like, yeah, that's my that's my favorite track. Thank, that means so much. Thank you so 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 much. That yes, that that means the world to me. I got to work on that song with some really cool people. Chin produced that song, um, okay. but it was also written with Steve Smith, Anthony Anderson, and Mark Fenster. Um, and it was it was one of those songs where it was also really fun writing it in the studio. The same thing with the good thing. Like it was there was a good vibe. So. It means a lot to me that you that you vibe with the song. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. That's such a beautiful song to me. Like, it's just, I don't know, the way it was put together, the sounding, it's just very, like, angelic. I don't Aww. know. I love it. 
You're so nice. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> you have a favorite song? Like, I know it probably changes because obviously you got to like all the songs for it to be on your EP. But yeah. do you currently have a favorite one or one that you love performing? Oh, that's a really good one. Um, I really like performing Falling Deeper. That one's really, really fun to perform. Um, but then also Loving You. Loving You was the first song that was written for the project. Um, and it wasn't even written for it. It was I wrote it for a guitar class um oh, in wow. grade nine. So, but we liked it. And so we we're like, let's let's put that one on. And that one is the one that's uh, produced by Ben Kaplan. So I also really like performing that one as well. It takes me back to grade nine. <laughs> that is so dope. It's Thank so you. crazy too. Like you write these songs and you never know where they're gonna end up. So I remember like I interviewed another um singer. Uh, Cameron Corvey and he was saying like how one day he was just you know sitting down on a Sunday just writing a song like not thinking of it and then that song ended up being um, given to Shaggy and Sting and then won a Grammy like and he had that like that yeah it wasn't the goal it wasn't like his intention like he was just writing that's it. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's the the crazy thing. Like, you just never know who's listening or, you know, who's impacted by what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's always really sweet hearing those gems when, you know, you see it's been played on a certain station or somebody's like, oh, I heard your song and I really like it. So, yeah, I think that's the beautiful thing with music. You never know who you who you touch with, with your songs. <laughs> no. Exactly. You never know. You, I mean, you could write another song today and then that song is not used until maybe two years from now mm. and then to the hands of, I don't know, Julie Black or a Deborah Cox. Like you never, you never, never know. know. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, and then there's another um, video that I did see that I do want to talk about, which is a fabric of my being. Yes. So I think that is, super dope what you did and that was for art house right it was a project they had so let us know about that because i also think that's a very beautiful video oh thank you yeah so art house has a compilation um that's out and they're putting it out in little eps um and it's called the art of and basically it's celebrating black uh talent from western canada which is really sweet um, and so I worked with Chin and Jetty and Anthony Anderson on the song, and it's called The Fabric of My Being. Um, and essentially, we wrote it about just having pride in where you come from, um, especially specifically for me as a Black person. I think in school, uh, we're definitely taught the Eurocentric version of events, um, which does not leave a lot of diasporas or um, groups of people feeling proud of where they come from. So um, yeah, I just want us to write down, no matter what side of the story is told, you're always going to be a king or queen. Royalty is always going to be in your DNA. Great minds, great people are always going to be in your ancestry. They can't take that away. Um, and so you should be proud of that. And we really wanted to reflect that in the video as well. So I coerced my family to be in the video and um, they were so supportive and we all got to wear like our traditional Nigerian um, clothing for it and it was a really really sweet 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 time. I love that I think that's dope and also those words are very powerful too 
um, especially for like young people. Cause I even have like, uh, for example, my nephew who's getting mm -hmm. ready to graduate elementary, don't know where the time is going, <laughs> um, going to high school. And obviously like his parents want him to go to like a really um, good school for education, of course. Um, but then that means there's less people that look like him in mm. those schools too. So it's also important that he also just gets reminded to like of who he is and yeah. his history, stuff like that. So I think songs like that are really, really important. So thank you for that one. Thank and again, you. like I said, the video is really beautiful. Of course, you have your family in there too. So definitely check it out on uh, YouTube. It's there. So uh, Fabric of My Being. So check that out. Yes. And I need to ask, what's next? What can we look forward to? Is there like more music that's coming out? Performances that are coming up uh, before the end of the year? What's happening? Yeah, I'm currently working on my next project. Um, so... There might be some time until that comes out. But in the meantime, you can check me out on social media. I post all my performances there. Um, I post the occasional cover as well. So if you want to check out what I'm doing, you should say hi to me on social media. And my social media usernames across all platforms is Bucola Music. I love that. Oh, you know what I did catch one time? Um, what is it? Oh, damn it. I don't remember the name of the label right now. But um, the label that has um, Summer Walker, yeah, management, and you were on their live. Yes, you? yes, I caught that. <laughs> you sang for them. Yes, and I was so excited because I get so nervous when I watch those things, and it's someone yeah. from Canada because yeah. there's not like a lot of us that gets exposure, yeah. right? And I find sometimes the ones that get on the lives are not the ones with all the talent. Oh. <laughs> so it's very nerve wracking. Because I'm like, we don't have that many opportunities. So like, <laughs> we need to like really show out, I find. So I was yes. so happy you came on and you sang and everyone's just like, who is that girl? Who is that girl? And I was yeah. just like, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It was so nerve wracking because I, um, so for those of you who don't know, LVRN is the label Love Renaissance and they do this thing called the talent show um, on Instagram and you can sing for their executives and then if they like you, they put you on their radio um, that plays like every week. Um, and so it's on Instagram and so I get the notification and I've been trying for weeks and they're just like, oh, yeah, they're requesting you to be in the live. And I was ready to click decline. I was like, no, I can't do this. Not today. I don't want to mess up. Um, but I did. And it was super, super fun. They're all really sweet people. And then they liked the song. So it got played on their radio, which was really, really sweet. So, yeah, I was super happy for so many weeks after that. <laughs> oh, definitely. It was so good. And like I said, I was just so excited. I was like, praise God. <laughs> because... <laughs> Sometimes when I'm on those lives, especially like during the pandemic, because everybody was on live, everybody yeah. was, oh, show me your talent. There was like so many things going on. Right. And so I would like go in those rooms just like for entertainment and see what's going on. And then sometimes like we would have people in there from Canada and I would just be like, please. Oh, it is super nerve wracking. I do admit I feel for them. I think it's just like. 
I don't know. I, I was thinking it'd be easier like with the pandemic when things shifted from being in person to being online that it'd be easier because you're just on your computer. But I think the fact of just not knowing who is watching and seeing them was even more nerve wracking for me. So that was like a whole thing I had to had to go through, like just performing like online is like so different from being in person. No, it's still, I think it's nerve wracking either way, whether it's like virtual or in person. Mm. So yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's both the same way because even me, like I started being on air on radio during the pandemic, but it was mm. virtually. So I was here, I was on like StreamYard like I am now and I was still nervous doing it. And then when we went back uh, to record live, nervous all over again because mm. now, like, now we're in person like the person's going to be sitting here and like if I mess up it's not like we can edit it out it's just it's it's live yeah. on radio right so yeah. yeah so both ways I know it's it's it could be scary mm. but like I said you're doing it you're getting it done you're doing it very well so thank you to you of course um and then I also want to know before we get into some R&B trivia I do um like to ask because you had mentioned too like um the mainstream music in canada is more like folk country rock like those are things that would get pushed out um and not so much uh r&b especially hip-hop kind yeah. of r&b is kind of still on the back burner mm -hmm. in a lot of ways so what would you like to see um in support of r&b artists here in canada that's such a really great question I think more of a spotlight on the West, I think. Mm -hmm. um, there's definitely insane R&B artists coming out of Canada, and I think it's just a matter of giving them the recognition um, and the support to get to the next level. Um, but I've noticed that, you know, a lot of the spotlight uh, seems to be on the East Coast and because they're doing some some dope things. I can't even be mad. Um, but I think I think what would be really helpful would be for some spotlight and some support for Western Canadian artists who are also, you know, not even just R&B, but like any Black music genre um, and support them and give them uh, the recognition they need because there's so many, so many, so many, so many dope artists coming out of Western Canada, especially from Vancouver. I got to rep my city um, who are doing some incredible things. And I think it's just a matter of giving them, shining that spotlight on them. <laughs> no, of course. I totally agree too. Like, so that's why I have this, this podcast because I, I do notice that we do have amazing artists here in Canada, but we don't know who they are. Um, yeah. They don't get a chance to tell their story, to share their music. You kind of have to search for it, like, yeah. and really want to search for it and know who they are. Like, you really have to, I find, dig into like, you know, your music and stuff like that. And I, I feel like it shouldn't be like that. I should, I feel like I should be able mm. to, you know, find you more easily than mm. finding artists, you know, because, um, like we were saying, amazing talent in Canada, like yes. a lot. A lot, so, um, just giving them a platform too and then a lot of artists said too like more performance opportunities mm. as well would be cool so I hope people listening um, if you're looking maybe for even a way into the music industry you know there are a lot of things that we're missing so you know you could 
create a solution to that and you know yes help out our artists also so, on that um if i may add the block um from cvc it's their mm -hmm. black radio station is also doing some really incredible things and i that was like my first ever time also like being on the radio so does it matter how big or small you are like they still play you and as a black artist it's it's very hard getting um on canadian radio where r&b and hip-hop aren't really being played so um yeah the block um by cbc is doing some incredible thing and the hosts there are the bomb.com so <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're they're doing some great things well shout out to the block and cbc for you know yes. doing their thing i know there's two there's marvin's room uh which is an r&b show as well and then yes. there's a lot of um, more community radio stations, especially here in Montreal, um, that play R&B and hip hop music. So definitely don't sleep out, sleep on them as well. Um, definitely reach out to them because they're always looking for music to play too and people to interview as well. So that is something too. Um, so we're going to get into some R&B trivia. Uh, my heart's already starting to race. <laughs> no, don't worry. No, be good. It's going to be good. So I'm going to ask you six questions. We'll see how well you do. Majority of them are multiple choice. Okay. I like that. Minutes. Don't worry. It's going to be great. <laughs> if not, like I said, blame me. You guys are young. I'm old. I'd be coming up with these questions from the 1900s. Don't worry. All right. First Alrighty. question. This <laughs> Philadelphia singer slash songwriter, wrote songs for artists like Monica, Fantasia, and Jennifer Hudson, and recently released her album, Hotels, in 2021. Is it Jill Scott, Jasmine Sullivan, Erica Badu, or Vivian Green? Who was the first one you said? As, uh, the first one is Jill Scott, and the second is Jasmine Sullivan. The last one is Vivian Green. Mm -hmm. mm, I'm 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 gonna eliminate the Jill Scott. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna eliminate Erica Badu and Jasmine Sullivan. So I want to say Vivian. Oh no! Okay. So you eliminated Jill Scott and Erica Badu, and you have Jasmine Sullivan or Vivian Green. Jasmine Sullivan. There you go. I thought. When you said hotel, that makes more sense. I thought you said hotels, and I was like, "Oh no!" I was like, "Well, Jasmine didn't release hotels, so it can't be her." And I was like, "Who?" No. Okay, yes, no, I have that. I have that EP on repeat. Okay, pick up your feelings is my jam. <laughs> yeah, so that is like gonna be like a classic album. I think it was very, very well done. Love it. So Love cohesive. It. <laughs> All right, question two. So uh, this singer from Atlanta was given the title of Crunkin' B when she released her first album called Goodies in 2004. Sierra. Oh, see? Bam. You got okay. it. We had Didn't to redeem. <laughs> okay. This one should be easy, too. Question three. Uh, this singer goes by an acronym, and her real name is Gabriella Wilson. Her there you go. Okay. Question four. Uh, which R&B uh, female singer starred in the following movies? Fighting Temptations, Dreamgirls, and Austin Powers' Gold Member. 
Beyonce. Oh, <laughs> this is not too bad. All right, we, we're getting better. I feel like this next one is going to stump me, though. <laughs> no, no, this is super easy. If you don't okay. get this, I'm going to question your whole entire existence. <laughs> not to put pressure on you. No pressure, no pressure. Which singer is known as the king of pop? Michael Jackson. There you go. Hey. There is actually this thing that I just saw that um, I forget which publication named Harry Styles now. I think like the, the Rolling Stones. I think, it. yeah. Michael will forever be my. Harry Styles is also really great too, but I got, gotta did, love me some Michael. But <laughs> I mean, compared to Michael, like, <laughs> like you guys are doing too much. Relax. Like, whoa. Michael crazy. is pretty awesome. Yeah. It's just, it's timeless. Like, kids are mm. still, like, enamored with him and trying to mimic him after it's all still, these yeah. years, right? His stuff so. still sounds fresh. Like, that's, yeah. Yeah. No. Legend. He, he, yeah, exactly. Amazing. Now, the last question. Name all the members of the group Destiny's Child. Ooh, but like which edition? Like they're, they're some stages. Can you do the original? I think it's Latoya, Latavia, Beyonce, Kelly. And there you go. And then, and then it went to Beyonce, Kelly, and Farrah Franklin. And then mm -hmm. Beyonce, Kelly, Michelle Williams. Look at that. And you were worried? Your heart was racing? My heart was racing because that first question, I was like, oh, no. But then. Yeah, but see, that's because you didn't under, I didn't pronounce the word correctly. So <laughs> that wasn't your bet. That was mine. That's on me. But yeah, that's a perfect score. Six out of six. So thank you so much for playing R&B Trivia with me. Thank you for having me. It of was course. fun. <laughs> of course. So thank you so much, um, Wakula, for being on the Total R&B podcast. Uh, just one more time, let people know your social media handle so that they can go ahead and follow you right away. Yes. Um, if you want to check me out and say hi, I'm on all social platforms at Bukola Music. That's B-U-K-O-L-A Music. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. TikTok, YouTube, the the works. You can say okay, hi so to me on every platform. So definitely every you can platform. Whatever whatever app you have on your phone, Bukola <laughs> Music. Follow her. Get into her EP, uh, The Chronicles of a Teenage Mind, which is on all streaming platforms. And she did mention she has some new music coming soon. So we're looking out for that, of course. Uh, my name is Lorena, and I want to thank all of you for listening and watching the Total R&B podcast. We are a bi-weekly podcast, so we will be back in two weeks with another interview.